Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the You Are Not Alone podcast. I'm your host, Jess Palmer, a Reiki master teacher, intuitive tarot card reader, compassion coach and mentor, and I'm here to help create conscious community through conscious connection and conscious conversations. And I'm so grateful to have you here today to listen to this episode with my beautiful friend, Olivia Robertson. We talk about yoga therapy, metta meditation, embodiment, and Olivia's content on Insight Timer as a meditation teacher and her journey with mental health and how that all comes together in her journey and purpose. I know it's been a bit too since I have you know, posted here on the podcast, and I hope that you know that I've been taking some much-needed time for my self-care, practicing what I preach, and really rooting into what it is I need to feel supported and compassionately held during these changing times. And, you know, with the winds of change, right, we're in Scorpio season still, we have until... I believe the 21st is when the sun enters Sagittarius. And so we're still in that time of transformation, of rebirth. And you may be finding that you're having some unexpected shifts and conversations with people, or, you know, you're manifesting things that kind of are catching you by surprise, you know, what have you. You know, with all these changes, I invite you to lean into them. You know, change is a great catalyst for growth and it can be uncomfortable so really anchoring into your self-care at this time is what you can really best do to support yourself and some of the changes I've been making here is I now am on patreon you can join the half moon healings patreon community which I'll leave linked in the show notes where you will find really awesome curated and intentional content such as weekly tarot scopes live distant Reiki healing, um, polls, community engagement, ad-free podcast content. So that's cool. So you could just go on to Patreon and just listen to this interview without having to listen to um, any ads, etc, etc. And so yeah, things are popping off over there. And I'm really excited to be offering exclusive services um, to the Patreon community in the sense of, you know, with the intent, excuse me, to really grow in community in a more intimate experience and in a more intimate way. So I'm really just excited to be building that community over there and I greatly appreciate all the support I've received. And the other announcement I have is that the You Are Not Alone Facebook community has now merged with the Half Moon Healings Facebook community. So if you would like to join the free Facebook group, the Half Moon Healings community there, I'll leave that linked in the show notes. And that's a really engaging group that's very supportive and uplifting to one another. And yeah, I'm just always grateful to be in community with you guys because in this day and age where we are at home, we're not going out as much, especially if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, winter's coming. Haha, Game of Thrones, winter's coming for all my Game of Throners out there. Um, and so winter's coming and as we are getting more deeper into the winter season, the darker season of the year, um, a lot of resistance can come up, a lot of 
desire to isolate and go within but also want to break free because we're going crazy that we're stuck in our houses so really community is so important right now even virtual and especially virtual given the fact that in the fact that we're still in a pandemic we are still required to be at home a lot more than probably we would like except for the introverts we're still having a great time over here (laughs) but I highly urge you to root into your community root into your self-care however that looks for you you know whether it's carving extra time to get outside each morning before you start your day and just letting the crisp air wake you up or perhaps it's having your mindful morning cup of tea or coffee where you're just present with yourself or maybe it's sitting with a gratitude list you know whatever resonates I invite you to find something that you can incorporate into your everyday because as you build habit and trust with yourself through building upon like daily routines and activities that are supportive for your well-being you will start to build trust in yourself and you will start to see impactful shifts and transformations so that's my tidbit of self-care for you guys I just wanted to offer that to you before we get into today's episode as I know that there's been a lot of energy of uncertainty of fear of anxiety and overwhelm and I just want you to know you're so not alone You're so valid in how you feel. And if you're craving even more intimate or deep support, I am taking on one on one clients for a four month intensive journey through rooting their self care and establishing boundaries and how you can up level your life with that work. And so I am working with clients in this one-on-one space to provoke change, to promote empowerment, you know, to remind them that they can support themselves, that they can have their own back, that they do have a toolkit of resources available to them to find peace and groundedness and unconditional love and support, and it's all within them. And so that's the type of work I do with my clients. It's very transformative. It's very profound. And if that type of work is calling to you, if you're feeling reactive to the world, if you're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, burnt out, you are being called to your self-care and this container might be a great fit for you. If you are looking for that support and the insight into how you can best support yourself during these times of uncertainty, change, and transition, and how you can transform your life, transform the relationship with yourself, and therefore transform the outside world through rooted self-care and boundaries. And if that appeals to you, I would love to get on a complimentary support call where we just check in with your self-care, we check in with what's going on, um, what goals you may have around your self-care, how you want to improve the relationship you have with yourself, which in turn, again, improves your relationship with the outside world. And we discuss how I can be best of service to you in your journey to coming home and finding true freedom, empowerment, and acceptance through, again, rooted self-care and boundaries. And so without further ado, I know this introduction is quite long, but I had a lot to catch you up on. It'd been a bit and I missed you guys and I want to keep you in the loop. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy the interview with Olivia. I know I did. She's amazing. I highly, highly recommend her work and checking her out. Also, I just want to throw in a quick trigger warning here as we do briefly discuss suicide ideation 
and I just wanted to put that out there for anyone who may be sensitive to that topic, just for some fair warning. And so now, without further ado, I give you Olivia Robertson. Hello, hello everybody, and welcome to the You Are Not Alone podcast. I am your host, Jess Palmer, and in this podcast, we love to create conscious connection and conscious community through conscious conversation, and today I am here with the beautiful Olivia Robertson. Olivia is a wellness coach, a yoga teacher, has a background in psychology, as well as yoga therapy, so thank you so much, Olivia, for being here today. Thank you so much, Jess. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. And this is our second time recording this. So the first time I accidentally deleted it. And Olivia was so kind enough to sit here with me again and to just hold that space. So that really just continues to go to show how lovely this human is. So I'm really looking forward to hearing her story. And I would love for you to share like your journey with mental health because, you know, that is why I started this podcast was to hear people's stories and so that we can relate to each other. And so what has your mental health journey looked like bringing you to today being a wellness coach, yoga teacher, and teaching yoga therapy? Yeah, I love this question. And I think it's so beautiful that you give people a space to talk about their journey through mental health, because I really don't think it's talked about enough. So I'm so excited to have the opportunity to share my journey a little bit. So I would say for me, I really started noticing some struggles with my mental health in high school and was dealing with like some depression and anxiety, but really wasn't getting any support because I felt like I was really believing a lot of myths that I heard about therapy and really thought it would mean something about me, like something would really be wrong with me if I needed to get help, or um, maybe it would be weak if I needed help, or maybe nothing had happened to me that was bad enough to deserve how I was feeling. Um, but I would say like in that time period in high school, there was definitely times where it was really dark. Um, and I can even remember like just having some really dark thoughts, like driving to school and being like, what if I just drove, you know, into oncoming traffic yeah. or something? Um, and you would probably never think that knowing me because it's not something that I've talked about a lot. And I think like I kind of presented myself always like pretty high achieving. So it wasn't something um that was super known, but I think it's so important that we like normalize that so many people go through this. Yes. Um, and really you never know what someone's going through behind closed doors internally, like no matter how um, good of an upbringing they had or how many resources they had, like really we go through these things. But so I guess fast forwarding a little bit, then later on, I always had a fascination with like therapy and everything. And I thought it was so cool, but still I was like, but not for me. I don't, I can't have it. Um, but then finally, um, like a couple years after college, I started really allowing myself to like get support. And I leaned into a lot of different um, modalities like yoga and meditation, mindfulness, as well as like traditional therapy. And then later finding 
yoga therapy and like somatic body based. Um, and I'm so grateful for the journey and for finding all of those amazing resources that are available. Mm, that that was such a lovely journey that you just took me on. I felt like I was with you through each moment that you were describing. And what I'd like to go back to that you had noted, feeling weak around needing help. Where do you think that comes from? Maybe for yourself as well as if you've witnessed it in other people. Yeah, I think that like, honestly, like, it's kind of a cultural and then also within my family thing, it's like, we don't need that. Like that's for other people. We do it on our own. Don't tell anyone, don't talk about it. Like, you know, and like just this idea that therapy is like for a very specific type of person. Right. It's not us. (laughs) So, and so, yeah, like feeling like we need to do everything on our own by our sheer willpower, um, which is just, not a great way to try to live yeah do you feel that did you ever feel that way Mm. I feel that yes and no personally I grew up in an experience where I was bullied pretty bad in middle school which I feel like a lot of us are especially as like the wounded healers that some of us are and the light workers and the yoga teachers all of us that are sort of in tune with that realm of things typically I found have been you know victims of bullying and and I'm not trying to not credit my experience but I do like to kind of connect it all together and so I feel that I felt that way when I did reach out for help and no one helped me so I would reach out to parents and teachers and guidance counselors and like this is what's going on and I need help so I didn't have an issue asking for help but I did not receive the help that I needed. And I think therefore as an adult, it made me shell up and feel that I couldn't ask for that help, if that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely resonates. And I can remember times where I was at like my lowest points and needing help and even asking for it, which is can be so hard to do. And then people not being able to give us what you need is like so painful. So I definitely hear you and I understand. Thank you. And I liked that after you said prior about how you may have felt weak needing help that you want to normalize mental health. And I think that's basically what we're doing right now with this podcast, with this conversation is we're normalizing these feelings and these experiences because we're not alone in them. And mental health is invisible. It is isolating. And for us to bring it to the surface, I think, is really powerful. And so looking back on your journey with your mental health, what is one instance that stands out to you the most? And like, what type of lesson did you learn from this experience? Hmm. I guess what I'm thinking of when you when you talk about this, like when originally I said that I thought it was weak and then later when things change, um, I feel like my my views about mental health changed a lot when I started kind of working in the mental health field a bit more and seeing like whether it was in internships or later when I got a job, like seeing how strong these people were who were getting help. And I was like literally amazed. Um, Especially I'm thinking of when I was studying abroad, I worked in this psychiatric hospital for um, adolescents. And I was just so blown away by the strength of these children. And that really changed my eyes 
and my views about, and it's funny because I think I would have told you like, no, I don't think it's weak. Like I think it's, you know, but it, there was some dissonance there, but it really showed me at that point. And then also another um, helpful time in my life was in college, there was this girl named Emily Torchiana who started a nonprofit called first it was called the invisible illnesses and then now it's called lost got found and she highlighted different people from our college um and they would share a photo of themselves and tell their story with their journey and i was just like so struck by everyone's courage and then like just like wow this is something that we all go through like everyone right. all these people that you never would have thought so those were two kind of pivotal moments for me Mm, I really like that you shared those because it shows how your perspective can shift when you kind of get out of it a little bit too. Like the fact that you went abroad and you had that experience, like you shifted up your external environment to find some perspective. And at least personally, I think traveling for me helped shifted my perspective when it came to mental health because I was seeing the world through a different lens that wasn't the typical lens I was looking through how do you feel about that in terms of like your travel experiences yeah absolutely it's like it's I love traveling and I think it's so great to like experience different cultures and different ways of life and realize like you know we're so in our bubble sometimes and it's so important to get out of that and like broaden our horizons and look at a new way of being and new languages and cultures and experiences and then also just I feel nature is such a soothing um balm for our mental health to just yes be in, in witnessing her mm. it sounds like we're now getting into a little bit of your self-care and what things sort of ground you and bring you back home to yourself. So what does your current self-care look like? How does that play into your mental health and overall wellness? Yeah, I would say it's definitely an anchor for me, the self-care rituals that I have in place. So um, right now my favorite things that I like doing are journaling in the morning and in the evening. And I've actually been meditating like more than ever now in quarantine and it's been so helpful for me. I was always someone like pretty resistant to it in the past, but now it felt like such a, um, a helpful like medicine for me, honestly, yeah. taking that time to be quiet. Um, and then I love to incorporate a movement of some sort. So whatever I feel that day, like it might be a walk in nature, it might be a little yoga, it might be a lot of yoga. Um, so those are my favorites for self-care. Mm. Can you tell us what yoga therapy is and dive a little deep into that? Because I'm sure those listening are very interested. Yeah, I love to talk about yoga therapy. So it's this very cool modality that incorporates not only your body, but also all the layers of your being. So the way that yoga therapy looks at it, we actually have five layers. So we have our body layer, our energetic layer, our breath, our mind, or our emotional layer. Um, and then we have our wisdom. And then our innermost layer is the bliss body. And what's really cool about yoga therapy is you can really work on any and all of those levels. And when you work on one, you're working on all of them. So for example, a person might be willing to work with their body. Or a person might be willing to work with their breath and no matter what happens, they're all interconnected and affect each other. 
And it's so powerful because I think something um, as great as talk therapy is in so many ways, I, I do feel like something can feel like it's really missing yes. when you don't pay attention to those other layers. Um, so it's, it's just a beautiful practice and I'm so excited to be studying it and practicing it. I really think somatics and embodiment work, yoga therapy, all the different hats that this type of, you know, embodiment practices can wear. I really do agree with you. I've been in traditional CBT therapy for years, you know, and as helpful as it is in terms of kind of rationalizing the mind, um, as someone with me, I have an Aquarius moon placement. And so having an air placement sign, I can be very, um, you know, I, I kind of run rampant in my brain and I over-rationalize, I over-analyze so I don't have to feel my feelings. And for me, somatics and embodiment is very important because it's how I process my emotions. It's how I feel through them and hold space and rationalize them in, in an emotional way. So how do you feel um, embodiment work has shifted how you hold space for yourself? Yeah, it's so important. And for me, I think that something interesting is that sometimes like when we're in this rational mode and we're thinking so much like there's some things that we don't even have words for um and the great thing about embodiment and yoga is like sometimes you'll have a release or like you might have like some tremoring in your legs or you might cry all of a sudden and you might not even have any idea like what it's all about what's happening and the great part is that it really doesn't matter you don't need to figure it out um, you just let it go. And so I think that helps because I'm kind of the same way, Jess, where I'm like, I love to like analyze and <laughs> think about things. And sometimes you just do that to death. And it's yes. about dropping into like your body's wisdom and reconnecting to that mm. and realizing that we're more than just, you know, the space between our ears, like there's a lot going on um, in the whole body. So to reconnect to that brings such a sense of, um, peace and brings us back to our intuition Mm, that natural innate wisdom that lies beneath the surface you know and that's kind of what's coming through right so it's really trusting that whatever release or expression this pent-up emotion or feeling is doing you don't always have to know why and it's frustrating because in a society where we're very much type A, we're very much one plus one equals two. If we can't really understand the equation, we don't fully believe in its magic. And I think that's what holds us back really from truly embarking on spiritually healing, embodying journeys, because we don't know what's on the other side. We don't know how to just trust in the natural and trust in the innate wisdom. So what do you feel about that? How does that resonate with you? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I think that that makes me think about how important it is to be with um, like be in a container where you're really held when you're going through those experiences, because let's say you're going through something and you're having a release or you're, you know, you're trying something for the first time and, and you don't have anybody to hold that space for you. It might be really scary. So yeah. to be with a teacher or a coach or a mentor or therapist who can hold that space is so important and like just letting you know like it's that you're safe and that you're held and you're taken care of Mm. so 
in the realm of being a wellness coach, what does that mean for you? What do you do as a wellness coach? Do you provide that space for your clients where you kind of walk them through that journey of embodying and really holding space for what's coming up for them? What does your work look like? Yeah, that's definitely a part of it um, to hold that space for people. And the the imagery that I like to use is like, I so I named my website Lighthouse Yoga because I want to be like, a lighthouse so I'll be sort of that grounded person and like shining the light outward but I really see my clients as being like the captains of their ship and so they're the ones sailing and navigating the stormy seas but I'm just kind of like guiding the way home but it's really like they mm-hmm. they know what to do and their it's their journey so That's beautiful. I love that so much. And so what does coming home mean to you? What does that look like? Yeah, um, I would say coming home means coming back to myself and kind of like going within, kind of like Mm. just being in the present and getting back in touch with my own um, self. Mm. I love the journey home. It looks different each time. And as I feel that you know, we are cyclic beings and we go through cycles in life. Like we're always in the cycle of coming home. We're always traveling back home. And it's just such a warm feeling when you kind of settle down and you have that greater sense of self. And I'm sure you can remember a time when you didn't have that sense of self and you felt very disconnected from who you are and your purpose. And so what was one self-care act or maybe one tool, book or practice that helped you sort of find your way and kind of be the lighthouse for yourself? I love this question. And I think it's so true. Um, One book that I love that I was just thinking about today is by Marie Kondo. And it's called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Have you read it? Oh, cute. I've heard of it. And I've tried to read it. Like I've watched so many YouTube videos of people teaching the methods. But like, I know I'm missing like the core essence of the book. So I'd love for you to enlighten us, (laughs) please. Yeah, I'd love to talk about it. So basically, the core message, it's a book about cleaning, so to speak. But really, it's honestly like to me like spiritual so um she what she has you do in the book is literally inventory everything that you have in your life and pick it up one by one and ask yourself does this spark joy and then if the answer is no she's like get rid of it and so i read that book and i being me i like took it super seriously i was like (laughs) okay like let's do it and um i got rid of so much stuff and it was it was just enlightening for me because I was like, oh my God, I don't even want half of this stuff. And one of the things that I had to pick up was like my books. I was studying for um, this like test when I, this is back when I was thinking that I wanted to do a PhD in clinical psych. And it was like all those study materials. And I picked them right. up and I was like, oh my God, I, I don't want this. And that was really scary, but wow. um, it was like, it was so clarifying. Like just because she kind of basically points to in the book, she's like, feel it in your body. Like, is it yes or no? Sparking joy. And if not, um, get rid of it. And it just makes it so simple to look at each thing in your life and say, like, is this joyful? Or is it something that I don't need and it's weighing me down? 
And I think that's a great piece of advice because people don't always understand that when you feel congested or if you feel like the walls are closing in on you, especially with your mental health, take a look at your physical surroundings. Look at, you know, what are you holding on to? So much things hold on to so much energy and it's like just decluttering is so powerful. And I feel that that book teaches a lot of just listening to your intuition. And I really like that, especially for those who tend to maybe feel overwhelmed or burnt out or anxious, you know, really finding that peace and presence within themselves and the finding the power to let go of things, I think is also um, quite the journey. So I know that we talked about this in the last episode we tried to record. So I really would love for you to talk about meta meditation, please. And please share your journey with Insight Timer because I love your meditations. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. So meta meditation is a guided meditation. Um, it's a loving kindness meditation. And it's a really beautiful practice that really encourages compassion and empathy. Um, So how it works is first you start to become aware of your heart center and basically you call to mind either a memory or a person that really makes you feel loved unconditionally and makes you feel those warm feelings in your heart. And then you say some statements to yourself internally and you wish yourself, may I be happy? May I be safe? May I be at peace? And you really take a few minutes to like feel those feelings and those wishes that you have for yourself. Um, And some teachers teach you to, if you feel like you can't wish that for yourself, you can imagine your best friend or someone who you know who loves you, who would wish that for you and feel them wishing that for you in your Mm. heart. And then you move on and you do the same for someone who you love. And then you do the same for someone neutral, like your mailman. And then um, after that, you move on to someone who you might have a more complicated relationship with, maybe someone who is difficult to love. Um, And then lastly, usually it extends to wishing those, may you be happy, may you be safe, may you be at peace to all all living beings. And it's Mm -hmm. just beautiful to like, take that time to wish, wish for yourself good things and for other people. Like it's so emotional sometimes for me during those meditations and really powerful. It really can be super emotional, especially if you find yourself to be in a especially vulnerably raw space to really accept and give that kind of unconditional love can feel so foreign. And it's really sad that unfortunately in today's society, we're not brought up to feel that type of unconditional love giving and receiving you know like does that resonate yeah it it is interesting that it's not something that you're right we don't like learn that but I I hope that we can be a part of changing that and introducing these concepts to people and letting it be a part of their core and I just realized too that I didn't answer the second part of your question so about insight timer insight timer is an awesome free app on the app store and there's literally thousands of guided meditations you can find them in different languages you can find them for kids adults um you can find guided unguided there's just a ton um but so i started recording some of my meditations on insight timer you can find them um, including a loving kindness meta meditation 
Um, so that's available now. And where can others connect with you? Um, you guys can connect with me on Instagram at olivia.k.robertson. And um, I'm also on Facebook, Olivia Robertson, or on my website at lighthouseyoga.org. And do you have anything new and exciting coming up or something that you're working on that you'd like to share with us? I do. Thank you for asking. I'm so excited to share that I am creating and launching a new one-on-one three-month course for women who are looking to do a lot of the things that we talked about today. So basically get back in touch with their body and their intuition and back in touch with their pleasure and power and passion so that they can be more in line with their highest self and really feel like they're making an impact in the world. So if you're interested at all in those sorts of things, I'd love to talk with you one-on-one and um, for anyone listening, have a free call where we just see what's going on with you and if it's a good fit we can move forward. And if not, no worries. I can send you some other resources that might support you at this time. Um, so I would love to hear from any listeners who have any interest. Thanks for giving me the space to share that, Jeff. Yeah, of course. I, I think what you do is so powerful and so profound. And the posts that you share on Instagram are so vulnerable and insightful and really easy to digest. Like I feel that sometimes content can be very wordy and very kind of all over the place where I feel that your messages are clear and concise. And so I really wanted to ensure that you were able to kind of share your gifts with us today. So thank you for being here and for being on the show and recording again with me. It really was a pleasure. And I hope that to those listening, you have enjoyed this episode. I know I have definitely enjoyed holding this space with Olivia and you guys seriously need to go connect with her. I will leave all of her links in the show notes as well as the link to the You Are Not Alone Facebook community, as well as my Instagram at Half Moon Healings, and my website if you would like to look into working with me in one-on-one coaching, Reiki, or tarot at www.halfmoon-healings.com. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.